I'm trying to elevate small talk to medium talk. Hi, I'm Alexander Chester, and Av, you're the most ridiculous human being I've ever encountered. And I'm Av Sedensky, and I'd rather have a no coffee buyer than a defecator. Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, A Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast. We are here today to discuss Season 10, Episode 6, The Surprise Party, which originally aired on February 23rd, 2020. These dates are just getting more and more foreboding as we make our way through Season 10, the air dates. Yeah, I mean, and like Larry saw the whole fucking thing coming and we got the Purell on the tables later. Yeah. Like, how did he? This is crazy. This is like this should be like studied in universities about why how Larry David predicted the pandemic. Like mm-hmm. he, it's all unfolding in real time. Yeah. And um, um, Freddie will try to make fun of him and say, who's coming over? Howie Mandel and his family. But like, no, that's everybody now. That's everybody. Yeah. His how did Howie Mandel actually. react to uh, COVID? I feel like it must have not been great know. for him. I don't know much about him. I've um, heard him on a couple podcasts, so I've probably heard the conversation and just forgotten it. Um, there, um, there is in my office bathroom. They still have one of those signs that says it's like that emphasizes like like excessive hand washing. It's still yeah. like, oh, wash your hands often. I'm like, remember when they thought we were gonna just like wash our hands out of this thing? It's like, oh, like if everyone just washes their hands a lot for like a few weeks, this thing will be, you know, remember not up. touching your face. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, okay. You know, no, you know, we're going to probably just like to do like a vaccine because like, you know, everyone is, is not washing their hands well enough. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I, the, I, we, I we don't, we don't have a lot of discussion of the sink when we go into the bathrooms in Latte Larry's. You would think that he, no, uh, Larry this... would have ideas about the sink and the towels and the dispensers. Did they do the blower? Did they do that disgusting <laughs> rag? You know, you know, yeah. the rotating rag, right? You don't really see that one too much anymore. No. What is that one? Oh, I know what you're saying. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> rag that you just pull that 8,000 million people have used. And in theory, like, the yeah, part that you no, no, but it's been 10 minutes since that. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's been at least 10 minutes since that little section of the cloth has been touched by somebody else's filthy hands. Yeah. Um, yeah, those things are pretty gross. But I've never liked blowers <laughs> either because in my head, I'm just like blowing disease onto me. Yeah, I mean, there's really no way to emerge from a public restroom uh, completely intact. Yeah, um, you know, you can pick something up. You know, you yeah. know, if you if you want to be really careful, don't you know, only go at home. Yeah, that sounds very George Costanza, which is Larry David. So, yeah, it all it all adds up. It all adds up. Um, yeah, we're sitting here. The Rangers are in uh, double overtime in their game. We have that going on. As we're doing this year, just so you get a little timestamp of where we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there may be occasional uh, reactions. Although, you know, I'm not, I, I was telling you earlier, I've kind of checked out on the Rangers, but I'm happy to jump on the playoff bandwagon because playoff hockey is fun. And I get all for the Rangers. Yeah. That's, um, that's I, why yeah, I was I used to be really, I used to be really diehard Ranger. I, I, I had like Ranger season tickets for like five years, but I kind of just uh, fizzled out. Mm. Um, you know, it was so, so much winning, you know, it was just, you know, couldn't take all, couldn't take all the winning. Yeah. They had made the class um, in 2015, right? They, I, it's been a couple of years. I'm not sure exactly, but you know, they had, a, they had a nice run. They had like a nice, like, you know, five, six years where they were very good and in the yeah. playoffs every year and made the finals and made the conference finals a couple of times. Like, so, you know, yeah. 
it's not as good as it gets as far as my teams are concerned it's like you're like very good but don't win for like five years but you're all you also remember when they won in 94 very very vaguely oh so you weren't such like, a big fan then that's like right when i started following so like i had okay. no context for anything like i you know it was like not like it was very it was fun but like i didn't i didn't have no real significance to me i was just like very um you know prepubescent as a as a hockey fan mm, i see i then immediately became a diehard ranger fan and they haven't won since oh okay good timing yeah. yeah um all right but uh surprise we're here to talk about curb yeah, we are here to talk about Curb. Yeah, so uh, we're actually going to be seeing party. each other uh, tomorrow night. Mm, surprise. Surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to be at the uh, the live show. Tomorrow night, meaning uh, today, if people are listening to this when it first comes out. Oh, right. I suppose. Right. We're recording yeah. it um, tonight. But for those listening to it on the day it comes out, it's tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're saying tomorrow night. Um, if you're listening to even that, it's like, you now you've already missed it. Yeah. And um, they also yeah. know if uh, this game ended up going to like six overtimes and like we wasted our whole nights. Um, yeah, I mean, playoff hockey, it's just like it's very it's very fun when your team is not involved. Yeah, when your team's and involved. And it's very miserable. Yes. It's, it's extremely miserable. It's not enjoyable yeah, at all. It's yeah, unbearable. In the longer it's goes, unbearable. Worse, yeah. It's yeah, it's miserable. Yeah. And at the end, it's just like a regular win or loss. Like it's, But it's like you played like two games sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah. Do you think Dr. Holzer would be okay with Jeff watching a uh, Rangers overtime game? No, it could kill him. Yeah, kill him. unless unless it's like he has unless Jeff has really good seats and like a suite mm. and like Doctor Holzer is invited. That is oh, probably I was gonna okay. say, yeah. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, Susie uh, bought Jeff tickets to the entire yeah, playoff. Right. So like, if so, if there's a spot in the yeah. there's a spot in the suite for Doctor Holzer, Holzer to, then, uh, then to say okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you need a doctor present. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that I'll, scene, but what's so delightful about that to me is that like, Larry, like. He holds her hasn't even like gone on his smarmy little hit yet. And Larry's like immediately offered like, why does Larry care if he's there? Like, is he but whatever, we'll get to that. Yes. So we're going to be we're going to be together tomorrow night for this live event. Uh, tonight whatever who cares yeah. they know what we're talking about um and you know we're winding down with our show so we should we do some sort of thing like also a live event what do you think about that when we finish season 10 and then we basically wrapped up the series that would be in like uh like less than two months that's in like you know, we have five June. episodes left now. We're in, yeah, yeah. We're in. The, we're talking mid to late June, early July. Well, weren't um, we talking about? Um, we were uh, going to uh, recharge the mitzvah in June. Yeah, we could recharge the mitzvah. Um, yeah. I we're think each, we're each turning thirty nine, five days apart. Yeah, so it's our third bar mitzvah. Yes, and um, as tradition is, it should be in Atlantic City. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we're, I'm, I'm going to be able to go to Atlantic City, but maybe New York City. <laughs> Uh, we'll have to con- uh, seems, discuss with Leon. It was more plausible. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to. I think we'll get the AOK from Leon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, I, the the question is, would people come? I have no idea if anyone would come to this thing. Mm. Um, um, but if people would come, then I guess we could do something. Mm. Will JB Smooth come? JB Smooth he, he probably like, not. He come. likes to recharge the mitzvah. Yeah. He does. Well, actually, does JB Smooth or does? Only Leon, yeah. Danny Duberstein. Well, not even Leon. Oh. Danny Duberstein. <laughs> yeah. Danny, yeah, but I, I, Leon certainly. If Leon was Jewish, he would be recharging the mitzvah even more than once every thirteen years. I think. Yeah, I mean, he would be finding excuses to recharge that mitzvah as often as possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like uh, Leon would certainly support it. Yeah, I'm not sure whether that applies to JB Smoove or not. 
Yeah. Um. So we could recharge the mitzvah. Um. I don't know what that would entail. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, It's one of those things that you say, okay, we were charging the mitzvah. Yeah. It's like, all right, now we have to plan like an event. Well, we have that. to dress up know. like Danny Duberstein. So you got to get that right, hat. We could do that. Yeah. We could do that. We could like um, maybe we could find some like curb related foods like the Larry David sandwich. Yeah. Serve that. We'll get a whole platter of whitefish and capers. <laughs> so I'm delicious. sure those will go. <laughs> and cream cheese. Those will go. <laughs> Uh, so we got some Palestinian chicken. Mm. Um, I'm sure we can find a glot kosher Palestinian chicken um, dish somewhere. No yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I don't know. It's 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 easier said than done. Um, so yeah, maybe there's other. Um, but we can do that. I don't know. We'll figure something out. We can get together. We can do a show. We'll come up with a topic. Uh, we could also potentially, if we just do like the finale episode, we can do as um, as a show. The finale of season ten. You mean? Yeah, but I kind of want to go back to season 11 and like uh, reassess it, not in a live environment to sort of make apples to apples for how we watched all other uh, 10 seasons of the show on the podcast. Yeah, no. So we should totally do that. But meaning with the show, the, if we do an event, it could be like yeah. one of many different episodes. Like it doesn't have to be the last episode. If there is yeah. a last episode, I have no idea what's happening with this podcast. Yeah. Um, is, is this uh, is this an on podcast discussion? I mean, I don't care if it is. I'm just asking. This might be. Very yeah, boring. I don't care. No, it's, I, it's well, more yeah, I'm concerned that this might be very boring to people. I don't know. Oh, well, I, okay. So we can hearing people discuss the possibility of creating arrangements for plans for, you know. Yeah. Okay. So I guess we'll, uh, we can, we can, uh, let's, you know, let us know if this is something you might possibly attend and then we can see if there's something to do. So, if, you know, you're, uh, well, maybe I'll put less like a uh, poll or something that you could respond to. And if we get uh, more than a certain number of yeses, that we'll decide arbitrarily on, on the back end. Then, uh, then we'll d- look into more information. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Okay. Um, sounds like you're ready for the surprise party. Yeah, let's hop in. I want to hear this uh, surprise. Surprise! Did I kill you? <laughs> I'm still alive. You're still alive. All right, good. Yeah. Okay, looks like we're headed to triple overtime, by the way, folks. Mm, so, yes. uh, you know, stand by. You know, we'll, we'll pick things up in about 20 minutes with triple overtime. What ends first, the, the game um, or the recording of this podcast? That's a good question. I'll say the game. Mm, I'll say the podcast. You think the podcast? So that means it's going to at least we're, we're going to finish before triple over. I mean, we won't. Yeah, finish yeah, before yeah. Yeah, yeah I, we're going to we're going to overtime number four. Okay. Yeah. All right. All I'll right. take that bet. Okay. Well, but we you control the bet by how long the podcast goes. So do I, I guess. <laughs> I mean, a, a I don't, I don't think we really control quadruple overtime because quadruple yeah. over, overtime would be only like forty five minutes probably. Maybe a little bit more, right? maybe closer to an hour. So, like, we'll probably go over an hour. We usually do. Yeah. Um, so it will be have to be a very short podcast, I think, to not make quadruple overtime if it happens. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Yes, I agree. I this once po- uh, this I, podcast will not end before the third the third overtime does. I once DVR'd a Rangers playoff game. Um, or maybe it will. Because <laughs> I, I went to a concert or something. I don't remember why. I went to something and I was going to miss the game, so I recorded it, and the game ended up going to like triple overtime. So like I watched the first period, the second oh. period, the third period, <laughs> got cut off. the first overtime, the second overtime, and then like the third overtime started and got cut off. Yeah. And then I just like had to go to ESPN.com and say, oh, they won. Like <laughs> it was like the worst experience of my life. And like of like in sports. And like I've seen like the Mets lose and like the bottom of the ninth of game seven of the LCS in person. And like this, that was just like, this is so stupid. Yeah. But like the reverse is also a problem. Like now with like, not so like with my youtube tv when you record a game it automatically records the total length of the game and it knows when the game starts and ends right so yeah, it, yeah. so the downside of that 
is I was watching a Vikings game that started like an, an hour. It would start like an hour or two before I landed in America. And so I was recording it. And as soon as the plane lands, I just start watching from then. And I'm, and I'm, and I, and I'm watching all the way through like the terminal and driving home and the whole process and fast forward through commercials. And <laughs> as I get home, as I get home, the Vikings are driving to tie the game with like less than a minute to go. They're down seven. And I see that like the YouTube TV recording has like one minute left. I'm like, oh, right. There's no chance this game's going to overtime. Like, I know this game's over right now. And then there was like an interception right. on the next play or whatever. Yeah. So that is the other, the, the other, the, the negative consequence, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, downsides to the technology sometimes. Yeah. Overall, it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> For now. Okay, so let's start out over at soon-to-be Latte Larry's. Uh, Larry is uh, coming in to work, and he parks in front of the store. He's carrying some of the stuff in, in with him, and an old By the lady way, what's, comes up. What's with this car? This is a new car. This like two-tone small BMW. This is a season ten. Oh yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, well, he's we're gonna have. Um, I also noticed, by no, the way, he leaves the windows wide open when he parks and exits the vehicle. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, very um, interesting of, uh, the safety in There, um, yeah, in a couple weeks we're gonna have a car accident episode. Um, so maybe that was to set up something with that. I don't know. I don't remember what type of car it was involved there. That's with, um, I think, with Abby Jacobson. She crashes his car. Yeah. Yeah. Where he crashes his car. There's something with the car cry. He gives her yeah, a yeah. car and then he yeah, I don't remember exactly. Um anyway, so yeah, so the old lady comes over to him and is like, excuse me, sir, you can't park there, that's the handicap spot. And he's like, it's okay. It's I'm just gonna be a it's like I can park in the handicap spot for a minute. That's not that's okay. Um and it turns out this woman is none other than Jane, Mocha Joe's mom. Mm, and Joseph. she recognizes Larry. Oh Joseph, right, my son Joseph. True. Um she recognizes Larry. She's like, I know who you are, I know you're up you're a no good nick, and my son is gonna kick your ass. Mm. Larry, I, uh, well, I propose is Mocha Joe Italian or is that just in my head? Um yeah, that seems right. So without getting ourselves into trouble, that's yeah, that seems fair. Okay, because to me, Mocha Joe seems uh, much like the aforementioned George Costanza, a character who is Italian, but his mother is obviously very Jewish. <laughs> right. Well, uh, Ray Romano has a whole bit on that Jews and Italians are like very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I've heard that. Um, yeah. So but the, the, Mocha it could J- be- the, the whole Mocha Jane scene is gold. She's great. Yeah, so it could be that's what you're recognizing as Judy, Jewish is can yes. is also Italian to an extent. Yes, um, sure, yes. But yeah, no, yeah, I mean the the whole the the idea that the, that George Costanza is not a Jewish person is like absurd on yeah. its face. <laughs> uh, I know that guy; he's very Jewish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, Freddy comes into Latte Larry's, tells him that he wants to see the Coliseum before the gladiators begin fighting, <laughs> and. <laughs> Yeah, Larry, uh, you know, tells him, you know, as we said before, he's got uh, these great tables with all these wonderful ideas. He's got a coat rack nearby and a pre- Purell on every table. Yeah. Um, and he By the invites way, this Freddie. This air into date the- is February 23. So I think the next episode is the episode that literally was on when, like, all of America, like, got COVID. It was, like, March 4th through 6th, wasn't that? I feel like that's when, like, we shut down. It was Purell. I feel like a little bit later. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was more like March 9th, but... I could oh. be wrong. What what day was Perm? Because Perm was the last day that I saw other humans, basically. 
Yeah, I agree with that. Per 2020 was March 9th. Oh, March 9th. Oh, okay. All right. So you're right. Um, although my wife would not go, like, I remember to, like, like she was concerned about it. So she had us like, she like, she did not go to a party that night and she like, did not want me to go. She's like, well, I'll just be careful because you know, oh, such a everywhere. scary cat. Yeah. <laughs> such, such an exaggerator. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that can happen? It's not like a million people are going to die. <laughs> yeah. Probably yeah. not. Yeah. All right. So anyway. Yes, Purell at every yeah. table. Purell at every table and a chicken at every roost. Um, so yeah. So, then, you know, he invites him into the bathroom. He wants to show him these great urinals. <laughs> How you um, you start on the floor and, like, you have, like, these, like, platforms. It's like you put that, like, your shoes could fit in and they, it raises you up. And so that way your penis lines up to the spot where the P-cube opens. Yes. And now, Freddie's also, very there's impressed. no instructions, which is very confusing because <laughs> this is a complicated process. Stand, push yeah. the button, raise the level. Yeah. The only person that has a more complicated toilet is Jared Jerome. He has a very complicated toilet in his house. Like one of the Japanese style toilets? I have no idea what it is. It's oh. well, it's like it it it's like an uh, it's like an electronic toilet, but yeah. like he can't use it on Saturday. Okay. And then it becomes like very difficult to use. You have to do like this whole thing, whatever. It's a very bad toilet, except for ninety nine percent of the time that they're just they live in their house. It's a perfect toilet. But when you're over um, on Shabbat, it's annoying. <laughs> it's a terrible toilet, yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry if I, um, you know, outed your terrible toilet in my own but, you know, so it goes. Everybody knows now. Um, So we're back at the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So Freddie's like, oh, but where's the toilet stuff? Like he only sees the urinals and he's like, no, no defecation here. As uh, Um, as you so brilliantly said, he'd rather have a no coffee buyer than a defecator. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, to the extent that he's really going into this to sabotage Mocha Joe, he's not necessarily employing the most efficient approach. Well, he's only going to do it if it's on his terms. <laughs> also, he know, as he yeah. says in the women's bathroom, he knows better. Like, he doesn't need to talk to me. He knows what <laughs> people desire. Yeah. Now, do you remember what I said on last week's episode? I believe I said, or maybe it was two weeks ago's episode. No, it would have been last week. Or maybe you said it last, or maybe you said it three years ago, the first time you saw it. Yeah, I think I said it at some point this season, and vis-a-vis the bathrooms. Like, the, the number one rule for me with the urinal is that you need to have a barrier between the urinals. Yeah, the no barrier is rough. Yeah, and Larry has no barrier on the urinals, nor does he when we get to the next bathroom, which is <laughs> yeah. more insane. Yeah, no, not having a barrier there is wild. <laughs> it's, it's it's like such a ridiculous experience <laughs> to be having next to a stranger. Where are they going to put their pants? <laughs> you know, what, whatever. <laughs> it's amazing. Right. You basically want to be next to someone basically like up on stirrups, like, right? Like it's that's complete. basically the pose that you're that they're making yeah, you do com- here. It's complete like. insanity. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're I mean if you're holding the bar with both hands, where like how are you holding your skirt or your dress or whatever you're wearing? Yeah, I, I mean I don't think I mean well as Larry will admit, he yeah. Freddie asks him, Did you have yeah. you consulted any woman on this? And yeah. he's like, No. Nah. <laughs> he, he knows what women want. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, clearly that's been demonstrated. He understands yes. women. He knows what they want. I think the term mansplaining was invented based on this scene. He knows how to make them happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah but it, it's very upsetting to me to see the the no the no barrier for um for the men and for the women <laughs> uh yeah it's not good for either yeah i i would um, say that you know. th- this whole the whole bathroom scene is it's like as shark jumpy as you get but it's also non-stop hilarious like i'm laughing yeah the entire time. 
Yeah, even just talking about thinking absurd, about it. It's, but like, yeah, it's yeah. completely. <laughs> but I mean, it is even, like it's... I, I love when when Freddie walks into the women's bathroom and he says like happily, oh, now here's a place you could sit. Or what does he say? Like, <laughs> like I, mean, I don't have it. He, he's so relieved at like the smallest of things after like the insanity <laughs> experience <laughs> right. in the men's room, and he has no idea what's coming here because this is like a thousand times more insane. Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, Larry really ups the ante. Um, yeah, and it's like it's just plausible enough that like somebody could be stupid enough to do this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so Larry mentions that he also is in the. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, this this is his line. I'm looking at the script now. They walk yeah. into the women's bathroom, and he says, "See, this is smart. The ladies get to sit down." <laughs> like he's just lo- like the lowest like hanging a fruit like the easiest thing he's like so desperate for at this point right and if you about that he's wrong they, no, it's completely they, wrong, have, to, yes. they have to squat because that's what they want to do yeah. <laughs> they don't want because they don't want their body to touch the toilet yeah i mean i think he's right about the fact that like women will sometimes crouch like that when they don't want to touch a gross toilet seat yeah, like I'm that, not going to weigh in on this at all. Yeah, um, I think that's I no like the kernel of something that, that he makes up this whole thing from. Um, yeah, that could be. That could yeah. be. That's going to be. You know, Cheryl once mentioned that like, oh, there was one place where it was super gross, so like I like squatted instead because I didn't want to touch the toilet. He's like, oh, that's what we yeah, want. That's, like, that's what we want. Now, the other interesting thing about both of these bathrooms, so Larry invented them without the help of his inventor friend. Um, not neither the inventor friend that he uh, met in New York years ago with the car periscope or this new inventor friend. He comes up with it himself. And the contractor, uh, Andrew Santino, no longer with us this week, executes them both seemingly perfectly to Larry's vision, which is pretty impressive yeah. considering that he does not have like a professional design to go off of. It's like Larry's insanity in his head, basically. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he does an excellent job. He really he he takes Larry's words and he puts them into reality. Yeah, so he um not even getting any screen time in this episode. He's an early contender to me for the come with guy because just perfectly executed both of them executed to the desire of Larry, which is his job. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's like it's almost like he's you're not even giving him the come with guy for anything we see on screen. It's for what he's pulling off behind the scenes. Well, it's no, it's for what we see on screen. The, the two toilets that we see. Well, we see the results, but we don't yeah. see the process. Yeah, we don't see the process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Larry uh, says that he's also in need of some, you know, some sort of great cup that he can develop to keep the coffee hot. Um, and let Freddie's like, well, you know, I do know this guy. Um, he's patented like forty-five different inventions. Um, maybe I'll introduce you. I should warn you, however, he can be a bit eccentric. Hmm. And Larry's like, no problem. He's an inventor. They're supposed to be. Marconi used to go mountain climbing naked. Hmm. Uh, so that's a fun fact about Marconi. Yeah, who is Marconi? Uh, he invented the radio, I believe. Mm, okay. Um, now, again, I mean, I just mentioned a few minutes ago, but like, why doesn't Larry make any reference to his inventor friend in New York City? Um, I mean, the answer is I think they ended on bad terms. Yeah, or yeah, well, we, or we don't know how it ended though, right? Is my memory, am I, I misremembering? I thought we don't really. Yeah, know I don't. Rem- I, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I just I just assumed that they're on bad terms. That's how Curb generally goes. Yeah, that's how things go with Larry. That's fair. Um, okay, so yeah, so Susie comes in, uh, you know, greets Freddy, you know, calls him the Mattress King. Um, so I guess he previously dated Monica, right? Is that a Friends reference? 
<laughs> yeah, there was um, Monica dates king. the guy who was like the mattress king. I think that was literally his name. And like he, um, they deliver the mattress, and like they get like Rachel gets like a race car bed by mistake. Yeah, I remember the race car bed, but I don't remember the. Uh, yeah, the rest well, of I think story. that's all connected. Uh, okay. All yeah. Right. No, she was she was dating the guy. Like he had these like commercials. Um. Yeah. Mm. And it's a big week. Very, it's they, a, they vary into those commercials. It's a big week for the. I don't think it was a mattress delivery man. I think it was a couch delivery man on Seinfeld, right? They got enough people on the Supreme Court to change that law. So, yes. Well, they yeah. finally did. Yeah. Um, may he uh, have um, a drink spilled on all his couches. <laughs> um, yeah, this is well, you know. Let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> Larry um, says, okay, right, Sarah. So, yeah, so, <laughs> all right, so Susie comes in, she uh, takes a look around the Latte Larry's, and she's like, this is it. Like, she's very unimpressed, very underwhelmed. And she tells Larry that she's putting together a surprise party for Jeff, and she wants him to help her with it. Oh. And Larry's like, no, 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 don't do a surprise party. Nobody likes surprise parties. Like, no one wants to just, like, have some people yell in their face, surprise. <laughs> like, he does it to show her, he, like, yells at her face um, to throw her off. And he said, then reminds her, you know, Jeff has a heart condition. Like, you can't be doing stuff like this, you know. And she's like, okay, whatever you say, we're doing the party. Like, go to hell. Well, no, hold she, it. she says, which is my favorite line of Susie's possibly ever. She says, I want to have it. He's going to love it. And we're having it. And like that <laughs> sequence is just so perfect because that sequence is, it's what I want. I don't give a fuck about him. I deal with enough bullshit. I'm doing whatever I want. I want to have it. He's going to love it. Right. She wants to throw a party. She, has yeah. nothing, she doesn't give a shit. That has anything to do with Jeff. Like, she wants to throw a nice party. She's here with friends. Dress, Scopa. Get, you know, get dressed, Trendy spot. Get dressed, right. Get dressed up. Show off Chris have Martin. Talk about what a great party it was. Right. Chris Martin will be there. Yeah. Now, so yeah, it was Jeff John Legend get... at Sammy's Bat Mitzvah, right? Yeah. They're really climbing up the ranks. So you're Maybe saying the Clive that, Owen you're saying connection. Chris, you're saying off. Chris Martin is an upgrade to John Legend? I think so, because at the time, I don't think John Legend had, was like a big deal yet. Mm. I think he was more of, in like terms of like a cover. singer. At a, I mean, that might be the, the case. Yeah. Although Chris Martin, by the time of this episode, and we'll get to when we talk about the dancing club, like how famous is Chris Martin? Like, let me put it this way. How many people over 60 or under 30? Chris no, Martin. Uh, yeah. Coldplay. It's tough because even, they are. Maybe. Yeah, it's like they're like as popular basically as uh, no, they're, I mean uh, that you could be for like I guess for like a rock band ish. But yeah, days. but Coldplay. But I'm saying, but like the the Chris Martin. I mean, U two is, is much, bigger. Well, for sure, yeah. But also, like Bono and the Edge are more famous than as individuals than anyone from than Chris. Like Chris Martin is most famous for being married to Gwyneth Paltrow, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean that definitely raises him up too. Um, yeah. I still probably vote no on him. Yeah. I don't um, think so. I just, yeah, especially again, this is so far past his prime in terms of like fame in America. Yeah. 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 I, and when, I just when, feel like when Coldplay was, like, was going on world like tours, he was too busy to uh, go to Susie's surprise uh, party for Jeff. <laughs> right. How right, old is right. Jeff turning, by the way? That's part of the surprise. I don't know, I don't know yeah. if they say. No, they don't. Yeah. Much. It's much like his weight. He won't tell anybody, I guess. Yeah. Even Susie doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's fudged his uh his date on all his uh, documents. He she's lucky that he even lets him her know when his birthday is. You know. Yeah. Even the well, maybe, you know even the month of date. Maybe that's the surprise. 
because th- there's no other reference to it being his birthday, right? He was planning on his birthday to go out to dinner with uh, his cardiologist, who he's been on two dinners with ever, <laughs> right? Right. So m- maybe that it's not was even his birthday. Maybe that's part of the surprise. S- Susie wants well, to maybe- have it, so Jeff's going to have his birthday. It could it could also be his birthday is like later that week. Yeah, I guess. So. Right. So, sometimes if you're doing a surprise party, you do it a little bit early. But the know, point so is, they... it's the night of the week that there would have been a party for him. Right. Fine. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, but it could be Friday night or Saturday night. So, like, you know. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if my cardiologist calls me and asks me for like uh, uh, to go to dinner with me the weekend of my birthday, I'll be suspicious. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, suspicious that it's a surprise party or that your wife is trying to kill you. Uh, yeah, or something's happening here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's having um, an affair with the cardiologist and this is how she tells me. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, have, how about you have dinner with him and tell him? You know, <laughs> let, let me know how it goes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Larry says he's going to run it by Dr. Holzer with the cardiologist and she's like, do whatever the hell you want. Like, Zygusons. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we head over to the hospital. Larry's in the waiting room, and he asked the receptionist if he yeah. could see Dr. Holzer. And she's like, do you have an appointment? And he's like, I do not. Yeah. By the way, so I, I can like, say, like, um, from having called many, many, many doctors over the last uh, year for various reasons, like, when you call a doctor without having an uh, appointment ahead of time, you can be on hold for a long, long time if you get a call back at all. So just showing up uninvited on, in person, <laughs> uh, quite a move by Larry. Yeah, well, I feel like you're more likely to get attention if you show up in person. Like they're right. not; they're, it's much harder to ignore someone who's like in front of your face than just put someone on hold. Yeah, but also like these these people's schedules are pretty, you know, tight usually, so they don't have time to. But I guess you're Larry David also, so he'll schmooze for you. Yeah, and if you're willing to sit there, they might be like, "Oh, we we have like a twenty minute opening. Yeah. Fine, get another patient." Well, listen, that shows his commitment to his friend Jeff. Yeah, listen, the greasy wheel gets the the squeaky yeah. wheel gets the grease. Sometimes. Larry will do whatever it takes for Jeff here, except he won't really. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. to do it. Um. So yeah. So she um she has him sign up on the sheet, and it's Rebecca and... Romaine, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and we will see that on his business cards that Larry spots on the desk, it says um Rusty in quotes as his middle name. Um, I was like, what the hell is this? Why would he put his nickname on his card? And she's like, just like sit down, like wait, like she's like not having anything from Larry. And she's like, he's like, oh, what's your deal? Are you new? She's like, no, not really. I've been here for nine months. And he's like, oh, what do you usually do for lunch? <laughs> like, do you bring do you bring lunch from home? I hope you don't bring in anything that might emit an odor. You know, that could be unpleasant for the other people in the office. Um, he then, you know, sees a painting that he likes. He asks if that's new. She's like, "Yes, it's kind of new." And then she like starts like rolling her eyes, and he's like, "Oh, I see. Like you think I'm hitting on you? I'm not hitting on you. Like people can talk without it being you know hitting on. It's not a hit." Um, which, um, yeah, I think that's fair. Like you know, you're not. It's like you're not allowed to talk to somebody without it being misconstrued as like, "Oh, like he's interested in me," right? Like sometimes well it's the nature of the conversation also like so what do you do for lunch that's a question that's usually followed by do you want to go to meet him right so I yeah except like- he doesn't right though what what do you normally do for lunch it's like oh you think that's what then but then he just like goes and does like larry david nonsense instead yeah the weird thing to me and this is true in like all like television movies because you know they can't, otherwise they can't have you know people asking every time but like there's always the default assumption between the characters that they're always single which i mean right. i don't know the percentage but what percentage of people over a certain age is are single it's not more than 50 percent, is it 
Um, I have no idea. That sounds right anecdotally, but I also hang out mostly yeah. with married people, but also most of the people that I know that are my age have gotten and I married. I don't even mean so, married. Yeah. I mean, just mean coupled. Then, you know, you don't. Yeah, you fine. Just, right. Same. Even, right. Even more yeah. so then. Sure. Like together yeah. with someone. And so, for, but right, like a long-term it's always, relationship. Yeah. it's always, everybody always assumes. Um, or not even a long-term relationship, just like, right. Dating yeah. somebody. But everybody always assumes. Right. Yes. Right. Like if you're like, right. If you're online behind someone at the bank and you strike up a conversation with them, you ask them out because they're probably yeah. single. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, when you're fair, 25, right, yeah, it's very different. But when you're, you know, 65, whatever, Larry is. And, she, and she's uh, much younger than that. But anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So he's impressed with or He's not impressed with Rusty's business card. No, not impressed at all. Um, Strong so yeah, way so to you, try out a nickname, by the way. Put it on all your business cards. Yeah, well, that's what Larry calls him out on. Like, you're not mm. supposed, like you're supposed to be given a nickname by mm. someone. Yeah. Um, not, now the weird um, thing is, like, I mean, I, I, my rust, I, my rusty sample size is one, so maybe that's what I based it off. But like, so my aunt is rusty, and and right. I've always assumed that that the, I mean, that's not her given name, her give, but that's what that's like her nickname. That's what everybody calls her, and I've always assumed the reason is because she has red hair, and rusty here. The doctor has red hair, but yet when Larry says to him, "Why you rusty?" He's like, "Ah, oh, and I just like it, if, you know." So is that not is 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 it not a red hair thing? I guess I could have searched this before we started recording, but just thought of this. Um, I don't know. Did Rusty Staub have red hair? Did who? Rusty Staub for the Mets. Uh, yeah, Rusty is a nickname for a person with red hair or a ruddy complexion. All right, I did yeah, not know that. Okay. So yeah, so it seems strange that he the has more you red know. hair, and yet that doesn't come up. Yeah, that should be essential to the plot, right? Like his red hair should tie in, so that's why he's. But he rusty, doesn't look like a rusty. His, uh... Chris Martin says, "Right." I wonder what Chris Martin would think about my eighty-two-year-old uh, South African grandmother. Does she? I don't like know. We should, you know, we should put a, we should put them in touch. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll tweet at him with a picture of her and say, "Does she look like a rusty?" <laughs> please, please, <laughs> he'll definitely know what you're talking about. Uh yeah, um, I'm actually gonna do that. Yeah, so but he does he does feel rusty. Um, so yeah, so um, he tells he tells uh oh penguin squared. Boo. Anyway, um, yeah. So yeah. Oh, did I spoil you? No, no, no. I just didn't say anything about it, but I saw it. Yeah. Got it. Um, so yeah, he tells he tells him the whole situation with uh, Jeff and surprise party, and uh, Doctor Holzer advises against it, but tells Larry he'd be okay if there was a physician present. And Larry tells him, "Well, you know, it is at Scopa, and Chris Martin's going to be there." And Doctor Holzer's like, "Ooh, interesting." And uh, Larry wonders if he likes Coldplay, and he even more so wonders if he might feel differently about the risk factors if he himself were at the party. And he he tells Doctor Holzer that he's going to make sure to mention to Susie that maybe we could snare an invite for you know our friend, good friend Doctor Holzer over here. And Doctor Holzer thinks that sounds great. And, uh, you know, it's a plan. Uh, so we move on uh, as Larry returns um, to the hospital or the medical center. I don't know if it's a hospital or just like an urgent care or whatever it is. No, it's when, um, no, it's when he, he leaves. When he's done with Dr. Holzer, he walks outside and says, can I use your bathroom? And Dr. Holzer says, sure. Oh, OK. So it's the bathroom in the same place. OK. So yeah. I didn't know if he went. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no, I was yeah, sort of, no, I I sort of assumed that. Dr. Holzer has quite a cush office back there. Right. 
with a with the big oak table uh, with the big oak desk. So I assume yeah, it was a nice office. Now you know I assume that he was going to have his own private bathroom, which of course Larry. Oh, so it was going to be a callback to that, right? Yeah, yeah, and Larry asks for to use it, and Holzer says, "Well, of course, because you're about to score me, to, uh, you know, access to this, uh, you know, very fancy party that I want to go to." But um, yeah, turns out he has to go in the hallway with the Wallies of the world. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's heading to the bathroom and he sees that there's a man in front of him and this guy is moving on his walker and he's moving very slow. But, you know, the guy is like taking up the whole hallway. Larry can't get past him. So Larry, he finally like sees like a little bit of an opening and he like speeds up and like basically like runs by Wally and cuts him and, and goes into the and goes into the line, goes into the bathroom. Um, he comes now, out. In and your sees, opinion, like, has he done anything wrong here? Um, I mean, it's kind of rude to pass a disabled person and, you know, like, like that. And But and, you don't know necessarily inherently that's where he's going. He's walking down a long hallway, like uh, w- with many rooms in all directions. Um, I guess. Um, I mean, yeah. He happened to have said, I'm just going to use the bathroom, but he doesn't know that Larry heard that necessarily. Right. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he did um, anything wrong. I think that Wally's wrong to call him out on it. Okay. All right. You hate the disabled. I mean, I, I don't know. You don't have the uh, the street cred that Larry does. I'm guessing. Uh, I have. I have not. I did not cheat on a woman in a wheelchair with another woman in a wheelchair. That is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So you have no uh, standing to participate in this conversation. Then. Um. So yeah. So he comes out and la- You know, while he call, you know, chews him out, tells him that you know that's not you know it's not cool what you just did. And Larry explains that he calculated that between his walking speed and his urination time, um, he would have had to wait three to four minutes for Wally, whereas Wally ended up only having to wait twelve to fifteen seconds for him. Um, so you know, I just like in that instant moment, like I did the, all that math in my head and I decided, you know what, I'm going first. This is you know this is more efficient. Yeah. So Larry's all about market efficiencies when mm-hmm. it comes to bathrooms. Yes. It happens to be that it results in that he went, got, got to go first, but, you know, that's just, you know, what it, how it came out. Yeah, of course. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think Larry shouldn't even be debating Armisen here, of course, although if he doesn't, there's there's no scene. Uh, the, the Wally character he's playing it reminds me of Blind Michael that Patrick Kerr played in an earlier season. He has a similar affect to him. Yeah, he's very easygoing. Larry's quick to befriend him for reasons that aren't entirely clear. Um, but, but, you know, he really goes with the flow no matter how badly Larry takes advantage of him. And Larry does help him out from time to time. Um, one is played by a, a much more famous actor, I think, which sort of indicates where Curb is by season 10. But um, yeah. Um, yeah. But so uh, Wally is a, uh, he's, he's very affable. Hard, hard to, hard to shake. Hard to dislike him. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Larry, Larry, you know, yeah, Larry's really taken by him and says, you know, let's get coffee sometime. Um, you know, tells him all about how, you know, I'm very pro handicapped. I dated two women and, uh, you know, we, we learn about how, um, he cheated on one with the other and that's a ruin that blew up his whole, uh, handicap situation. And, uh, they agreed to meet for coffee in the future. All right. So we head back over to Jeff's house and, Larry tells Susie that, uh, you know, I was talking to Dr. Holzer and you really got invited to this party. And Susie's like, no way. Dr. Holzer and his wife are super, are super boring. They're brutal. Um, I don't want to hang out with them again. Like, he's just trying to get an invitation. It's not happening. And Larry's like, this is ridiculous. Why does this have to be a surprise? And Susie just says, because I want it to be. Now, why does he care so much for it to be a surprise is a good question. Why does Susie? Yeah. Like, why is she so fixated on a surprise party? 
I mean, if if you want to make a surprise party for somebody, you're not going to not just because one asshole says you're like, you know, I don't want you to. I mean, that's that's the party. Well, she's planned. Like if you've planned well, but, a party, but, but, whatever kind of party you planned and, and somebody's like, well, I don't want that kind of party. You'd be like, oh, fuck yourself. Like, I'm planning the party. This is what I want to do. Right. But Larry's coming and saying his cardiologist says that he shouldn't do it because it could kill him. Yeah, but Larry's like, full of shit. <laughs> and the cardiologist is full of shit. He just wants an invite. <laughs> Well, she shouldn't. She shouldn't be so confident of that. Like, she should at least consider that maybe why? the guy. I mean, okay. I, I, all, of this, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this he's episode, a doc, he's a cardiologist. He's a cardiologist. Who? Holster, no. Why would you think to need to ask the cardiologist? Like, Susie lives with the guy. She knows what his health is. Again, in this episode, all of a sudden, he can't walk up five stairs without wheezing. But he's indicated <laughs> no uh, health issues. A, a licensed cardiologist is saying you may want to reconsider. I wouldn't just be like dismiss it out of hand just because no, but, Larry. But Davis the only out. reason the only reason the licensed cardiologist got involved is because Larry went there and then he, the, the licensed cardiologist violated HIPAA to talk about another patient's medical condition with Larry. But really, what he was just talking about is how to score tickets. Like I think, so, like okay, so Av, you're planning a party, okay, for your wife, and you mentioned it to me in passing, and I say you can't have that kind of party because it's bad for her medical condition. You're going to say, you're, what, what are you talking about? You don't know you're full of shit. And I'll say, I'll go talk to her doctor. And then I come back and say, guess what? I spoke to her doctor. Her doctor told me it's no good for her unless the doctor's there. Like, you would say, go fuck yourself. I don't think, I don't think she's being a bad wife at all here. I think she knows that Larry's full of shit and that the doctor's full of shit. <laughs> I don't know. To me, they imply that this is his cardiologist. No, it is his cardiologist. Okay. So then, like, if his cardiologist says, don't do but, it. What, what's the source that his cardiologist said that? That Larry says his cardiologist said that? But no, then but if he, he comes he, to the party, he, then it's okay? Come on. <laughs> well, if there's, some, if there's a physician there to supervise in case something happens. So he's either going to get a heart attack or not get a heart attack by the yelling of the surprise. If you think it's a risk of getting a heart attack, the doctor there doesn't help. I mean, it'll be more fast medical care on the way to the hospital for the heart attack, but he's still going to have had the heart attack. The doctor's presence well, can in no he, way prevent that. Maybe he could have something short of a heart attack that would be good to have a cardiologist on, on hand. Okay. But if there's a risk that he could actually I'm not a doctor. Die, I don't really know. If there's a risk that he could die from the party, which is the allegation, <laughs> because of the sudden shock, then one person's presence there, I think we're. I think you're looking at this episode very differently than me. Like, Larry and the doctor are full of shit the entire time. You see that they're like, <laughs> No, well, oh. I agree they're full of shit, but yeah. she shouldn't be. she shouldn't be that certain that they're full of shit. But she should, because there's no way they wouldn't be full of shit. Again, like, a real doctor wouldn't talk about their patient to some friend. I mean, obviously, Susie doesn't mention that on, in the I mean, he's a real doctor. He is, you know. But his presence will make it, it goes from not okay to okay. And this is like the but-for factor. Well, yeah, obviously, he's just trying he's to, you know, his, finagle yeah. there. All right. Again, so put yourself uh, in this exact scenario. So if, if, if you, in that, so you would, you would. You would believe and permit the part. You would believe what uh, Larry was telling you if you were Susie. I might. I might get a second opinion. Mm, okay, whatever. <laughs> Before I maybe no first my opinion. Husband. The first opinion is I, I want to go to your party. <laughs> that's the first opinion. That's not a medical opinion. That's a social opinion. <laughs> um, fine, fair. <laughs> Here's my question. All of a sudden, um, the music starts. Uh, you know, Susie's chopping. And Larry suddenly has an idea. When you were watching this for the first time, did you have any idea what was coming? Like what accusation uh, Larry was about to throw? Yeah. Because yeah, it's I don't remember. complete insanity. His evidence that she <laughs> wants to kill him is that she's throwing a surprise party for him that no one seems concerned about except for Larry. Um, <laughs> and then that she's chopping salad. Like those, those are like the two pieces of evidence against her. 
Well, I don't think the chopping salad is evidence per se. Yeah. More just sparks his imagination. Yes. Like when he like he like sees yes. her with like sinisterly cutting something. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you're putting some judgment on the cutting. Well, she's cutting vegetables yeah. and being Susie, so yeah. I think that's fair. All right. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Larry has figured it out, and this is like. The, the classic curb thing of somebody comes up with this completely convoluted explanation that's obviously wrong, but it ends up being right. But in this episode, it ends up being wrong. Although you seem to think that there's a chance it might be right. No, I don't think it. No, I don't think it's right. I just think that like Susie shouldn't be so sure that this is a prank. Like, like he should have some reservation of maybe I'm going to kill my husband. When yeah, his- we would need much more precedent of Jeff's heart situation than he happens to have gone to a cardiologist once. The most. I mean, Larry. you look at Jeff. He has a heart situation. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Jeff. Uh, Jeff's got that. Um. You know, Donald Trump vibe going on. He's a cockroach. He'll last forever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um. She tells Larry that if she te- that if she tells Jeff, she's gonna fuck him up. Mm. Yes. Um. Okay. And now we're gonna head. Surprise party. Oh. I'm gonna fuck you. There you go. <laughs> Oh, that's where you see the chop. Now, now that's a serious health risk. All right, now we're going to head uh, back to Latte Larry's. I've come to these three elements. Oh, no, we're in the basement of the uh, inventor's house. Of course. Now, here's where the magic is. Oh, yeah, you're right, sorry. Oh, that is your heating element there. This is all going to be one thing, of course. And the heat comes from here. Heat comes from there. This is mind-blowing. This is unbelievable. Yes, I'm <laughs> excited about this project because it means something to me. Of course, because you hate cold coffee. I do. I mean, I'm so sick of taking five, six, seven sips, and it's cold. It's as if coffee is dictating to us when it must, it must be, be consumed. I love that. I'm not okay with that. I love that. Heated cups. Oh, look who's up on my nap. Who's uh, my good hmm? This is my assistant, Adolf. You named your dog <laughs> Adolf? I named him after my grandfather, my opa. He kind of looks like him. Mm. He's got a handsome face, but you can tell he's stern. <laughs> you know what? I have uh, another drawing I want to show you. You're going to love this. Dog is not a fan of the Jews. I heard this joke. Hey, hey. 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 Uh, hey. Hey, Hitler. <laughs> found it hey what the hell is your dog <laughs> what he was growling at me before like he was going to attack me i was scared to death then i went high <laughs> and he suddenly walked over and just lay down what why would you do that why would it work <laughs> did you put your arm out like that when you said it yeah yeah like that i know what that is when i trained him i would put a treat out with my arm up like that heal <laughs> Likely excuse. Yeah. Here's that uh, drawing I was looking for. As you can see, these are different elements. Here are the color options we haven't discussed yet. We of course had the uh, we had the racist dog back in I think season five. I'm gonna say. Yeah, but then we also uh, had the German Shepherd that Larry said, you know, it's not that he's so affectionate to that gives him the erection allegedly. And he right, says it's not right. often you get to show affection to something German. So he's got a history. <laughs> yes. Shepherds. 
Do you remember the name of the racist dog? So we have here we have Adolf, the neo-Nazi dog. There was a racist dog. Oh, there's nothing his... neo about this Nazi. <laughs> right, fine. He's old school. Right, he's, not, he's the OG. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the racist dog's name? He was a sheriff. Sheriff. Oh, yeah. No, yeah it's, uh, that's not a great name for Um. So here's my bullshit meter, though. Like, nobody names their dog Adolf. Like, like this guy's grandfather's name wasn't Adolf. It might have been when he was born, but like after World War II, he changed it to Dolph. Like that's what every, like all the Adolfs turned to Dolphs, just like all the Hitlers turned to Gitlers and Schittlers, like or Chitlers. Like people change their names, you know. Like uh, no nobody's keeping an Adolf. So uh, um, unless he's a member of Stormfront, which we'll get to later. But like the fuck man sneaks that joke right past LD and Leon, like with no mention of it, even or acknowledgement by them. Um, but yeah, I love. Uh, why would you do that? Why would it work? Just. <laughs> Yeah, I remember uh, in um, in uh, that book we talked about the the uh, rise and fall of the Third Reich. They mentioned that like Hitler's like grandparents' name was like Schickelgruber or something like very stupid sounding, yeah. and like they changed it to Hitler. And they're like, if his name was Schickelgruber, he never could have amassed that much power. Yeah, well, Trump, you know, the same thing. Yeah, so, yeah, Trump's um, Trump's name was D R U M P F. His grandparents. Yeah, so if only his grandfather hadn't changed his name, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> um, what we're going to do is we're going to jump straight into the next scene, uh, back over at Larry's house. He's a white supremacist. He named his dog Adolf. He named his dog after his grandfather. Hey, if my grandfather was named Pol Pot, I wouldn't name my dog Pol Pot. Okay, I, think he's probably more <laughs> I love the way he says Pol Pot. Yeah. He's like an outdoors guy. He's part of like a tornado chasing troop called Stormfront. He had a great shirt. And yeah, hat. he just sneaks that joke right by. He shows a motherfucking white guys get in a fucking van and chase fucking tornadoes. This is this dude. Yeah. 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 Black guys in that van? No black man would ever chase a fucking tornado. Why? <laughs> 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 he's dumb as fuck. Yeah, that, that's so true. Right, but whatever makes him weird like that also makes him great at inventing, right? And that's what we're talking about here, the cop. All right. Um, it's been sitting here 10 minutes. Time to test. Moment of truth. Mm. I swear to you, this is just as hot as it was 10 minutes ago. That's tremendous. Just as hot. I mean, this is amazing. Well, mm. you got Boris to thank for it. Please, uh, have him contact me. I got plenty of ideas and shit. Really? Give me one off the top of your head. Okay. Uh, uh, pussy tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to taste a pussy without the commitment. Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. Hey, put that shit in a tea bag. Well, I'll put mm-hmm. you in contact. Crazy guys would want different flavors. Please do. Now, I can't make it to Jeff's surprise party. You guys going? I got big issues with this surprise party. Jeff has a heart condition. Oh. Susie knows that. Uh, you're going to think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like Susie mm-hmm. wants to give this guy a heart attack with all these people yelling surprise. She wants to kill him. You're saying the point of the surprise party is to kill him? Yeah. Well, you're, it is crazy. You don't think like a killer. You don't have a devious mind. I do. I think like a killer because there are so many people I want to kill. And I'm telling you, she has bad intentions. I love a good mystery. I was watching Columbo one night at 3 in the morning. This motherfucker had me convinced. I did this shit. <laughs> oh, man, you were in a tough spot. Yeah. Let's think it through. If you tell him, she'll kill me. But then if you don't tell him, he could have a heart attack and die. So what are you going to do? Oh, I'm not <laughs> Then you'll have to live with that. Yeah. 
Hey, you want to play golf tomorrow? Uh, no, I can't. Uh, I have an appointment in Beverly Hills at 9 o'clock. Then I have another appointment in Beverly Hills at 11. I don't need the day planner. I'm trying to think what I'm going to do oh, okay. in, in between. I, I can't go home. Ah, I got it. <laughs> He's got it. Right, By so, the way, yeah. even if he thinks that Susie wants to kill Jeff, why would she want to do it in front of everybody that he knows? <laughs> Traumatize all those people, too. Yeah, that would be pretty crazy to attend the surprise party and the guest of honor dies as you, yeah. as you say. You know why? Because so that doesn't happen, even if you have heart condition. <laughs> I don't know why you're taking this seriously. Uh, well, Larry, Larry genuinely seems to be concerned. Yeah, but again, like that's a common thing in Curb to uh, be concerned about something that's like the most absurd scenario. But then, of course, it turns out to be true. Um, yeah, so that Stormfront joke, I'm just shocked. Like, it, you know, it's he sneaks it right by. Do you think that that was a thing that um, Vince Vaughn just brought up himself on the spot? A hundred percent. Because, but then, because then that, but then that led to the, um, yeah. So that, that's a, that's pretty good though that by Vince Vaughn. Yeah, no, it's a good. It was a good joke. Yeah. Um, this idea that Larry would like walk into a waiting room as he does here in this next scene like just walk in no headphones no magazine no book <laughs> i mean it, it, it's mind-boggling like i don't i wouldn't be like you know um rebecca romaine is concerned that she's stalking him like i'd be concerned he's just like an insane person in the first place it's it's like worse <laughs> it's worse than um um on seinfeld when when elaine turns the putty on the plane and he's like what are you gonna do you know watch right. something you're like, no he's just gonna sit there yeah, That's they did. Well, like I think they did that with Larry. you're on land. What is happening here? Yeah, they did with Larry and Jeff as well. Same, same conversation. Yeah, so they fly somewhere together. Early seasons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yes, the exact line. So yeah, but in that case, yeah. So Larry's mad at Jeff there in that case, and yet here, uh, here he's doing it. Yeah, totally. Um, what are your what are your thoughts on the uh, the pussy tea? On pussy tea, would I drink some? Is that your question? <laughs> well, because you get the benefit is that you get the taste without yeah. the commitment. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you, usually you like to have the taste completely separate from every other aspect of it. That, that's the only part people like about it, right? <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's going to remind me later in the episode when Chris Martin, when he's talking about showering with someone else, he says that the reason for that is aromas and scents. Like, I don't think the aroma is very different. Uh, to me, I think, isn't it obviously the tactile benefit? Like, isn't that like the primary of your five senses that's like, advantaged by showering with another person well i just i don't think he means showering with someone versus showering alone he's comparing showering with someone versus like having sex with them elsewhere no no, no he's talking about no he's, he's talking about showering with one person versus two people right but meaning he's not comparing shower he's not saying the reason to shower with someone is because it's better than showering alone he's saying if you're going to have sex, a good place to do so is in the shower because of the aromas and stuff. Right, I'm going to have to relook at that scene because I thought it was a I thought it was a strange way to describe the benefits of shower. All right, we got that. I think I have. A, yeah. I think we're. I think we're yeah. watching that scene yeah. anyway. Yeah. So much like we can, here, we can, uh, uh, Leon is focused on a strange. I'm not saying that's not a benefit to many people, but like that's like the, <laughs> the, removing it from everything else. I think is uh, it, it somewhat diminishes the benefit. I'll say. Um, I I hear that. I hear that argument. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not something you necessarily want to, you know, <laughs> seal up and uh, mm-hmm. just like right on its own, on, you know, on its own. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah. So where are we back to the doctor? As you said, we're in the waiting room. Um, 
Larry's uh, sitting on the couch, and again, she's like, do you have an appointment? <laughs> and he's like, I don't, uh, but I have another appointment somewhere else in town, and I'm waiting here as this is a waiting room. And she explains to Larry that, well, you know, this is a business, and you can't just be sitting here. And Larry's like, I'm actually doing a benefit because the alternative that you have an empty waiting room here doesn't look that looks like this is not a good place. <laughs> no, they have nobody in the waiting room if I walk by. Yeah. People usually come and... into waiting rooms before they have appointments with doctors to check if there's people waiting or not. That's how you judge yeah. the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, maybe if you showed up and there was no one there, you'd be like, oh, why am I the only one that's seeing this doctor today? Hmm. I mean, I feel fortunate because nobody wants to wait in yeah. the waiting room. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So... She makes a face again, and Larry's like, oh, okay, I see. You think it's a hit again. And she's like, oh, actually, I think you're stalking me at this point. And uh, luckily, luckily, Larry gets saved because Hulster walks in, and Larry explains to him that Susie nicks the invitation, that you know she's on to the whole charade. And um, he tells Larry, you know, I'm really worried about Jeff. And Larry's like, okay, here's what you do. You text Jeff and invite him for dinner at Scopa on the 20th. And Holzer's like, no, 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 that won't work. Because like, Su- like, you know, he'll tell Susie, and then she'll text me and cancel the dinner. Um, but Larry's like, no, here's what you don't get. You didn't see the text. That's what you'll tell her. And he's like, I really don't want to mess with Susie. She's very scary. Uh, but, you know, ultimately he decides to go along with the plan. And this guy's really desperate to go to this party. Yeah. I mean, Scope is a trendy spot. Um, yeah, so Larry heads back into the you know the waiting area, and um, the receptionist is like, "Okay, sir, I have work to do." And Larry's like, "Well, I have waiting to do." Uh, so they both get they both get on with their days. Um, have you ever okay, heard of so Larry hit, and like using hit as a noun the way that Larry does, like flirting with someone, calling it a hit? No, no, I think that yeah, I think that's a curbism. Yeah, I think he's trying to make it a thing. Yeah, it's like a hit. I'm trying to hitting on you. Yeah, I don't think this one caught on. Yeah. I haven't I haven't been hearing this one as much as middling. Let's mm-hmm. put it like that. Yeah. Um so yeah, we're in um we're in Wally's car. So I guess is this an episode of comedians and cars getting coffee? <laughs> with with, with, kind with of, Wally. Right? Uh, well they've both been on it. <laughs> yeah. Both both Fred Armisen <clears throat> and Larry David have been on it. Right? So Has this Fred is Armisen like an alternate re- I don't know. I I'm, I haven't seen the show much other than the ones we watched for this show. We watched the uh, Super Dave. Yeah, no, he was. He was on season five, episode right. five. So there you go. So this is like an alternate reality uh, episode of Comedians and Cars. Um, so yeah, so Larry's telling uh, Wally that he's never had a disabled friend. So I guess he's only had disabled girlfriends, so not friends. He's very excited about it. But what about, uh, what about Wa- Blind Michael, as we said? Yeah, I guess he doesn't think of him as a friend anymore. Yeah. I mean, Michael's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he was charming at first, but that, but he really uh, he took advantage of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Wally um, tells him that he has an amputee friend, and Larry says he would kill to have an amputee friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cars, you know, everyone's honking because Larry's, you know, because Wally's driving so slow. Truck passes them. Larry's like, "This is crazy. We're even getting overtaken by trucks." 
Uh, Larry asks Wally how he got his license, and he he starts telling him the whole story of the day he got his license in excruciating detail. Um, he then um, sees Susie drive walking by on the street, and he immediately demands that Wally make a U turn. Wally like immediately complies. He's like, "Sure." Like, I'll yeah. Drive this all of a sudden, he's uh, you know a bit more of an aggressive driver. Yeah, he's going to be all you know, his getaway driver for the bank robbery that we're going to do. No problem. He's my friend. Yeah. Um, and uh, they follow her up to a travel agency. Um, Larry, you know, he so Wally pulls into a handicap spot, and Larry's like, "What are you doing? You can't park there." And he's like, "Au contraire," and pulls out his handicap uh, placard and puts it, and you know, basically says, "I can park wherever I want." And Larry Swally with uh, going undercover, he says, tells him to go into the travel agency and like you know pretend that he's looking at some brochures and spy on on Susie and listen to what she's saying and report back to me. Yeah, and this so. is kind of like in Seinfeld when Larry assigns uh, Kathy Griffin with buying the uh, the hot sauce. Right. I feel like uh, you should not be very confident that Wally is going to uh, carry out this mission. Successfully. Although he will. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah, should, not, you should yeah. not be confident that that'll happen. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Larry is not well equipped to handle any of the tasks that uh, Larry gives him in this episode, really. Because yeah. he's, you know, he's handicapped. He moves very slow. And, you know, that's not necessarily someone who you want as like your sleuth or as like your, um, what's it called? Like your fixer. Well, I think it's more that he's guess. just very literal. And very sort yeah, of and, and, and you know, and the fact that it takes him like twenty minutes to get into the travel agency, like you know, that doesn't work if you're trying to like track someone. Yeah, but I think that that part of it, I think, helps throw him off the sense a little bit, right? It's like yeah, maybe, right. he could hide, he could hide in plain sight, right? Yeah. He can do that. Sorry, um, I spoiled uh, the usual suspects for anybody. Yes, there. yes. Although um, I probably didn't until I repeated it, and now maybe I did. So yeah, now it's spoiled, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's from like 1994. Yeah, um, I should rewatch that movie. It's been a while. Yeah, it's a good movie. I wonder if it holds up. Yeah, I, def- I definitely loved it. I don't know if it would hold up necessarily, but it, it probably does. It's very good. Yeah, I remember. Re- I, I loved it the first time I saw it. I've seen it a few times. Um, so yeah, so Wally's listening in, and Susie wants to go to the Bahamas. She wants to go there now, um, even though she knows that she doesn't like the weather, or she doesn't like the weather here. I don't remember what she said. Whatever. Um, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't like the weather here. It's raining. Yeah, right, right. You're right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so right. She hates the weather here. Can't get wait to get the fuck out. And Wally goes outside to so reports back that you know I was I was uh, hiding behind the brochures for for Japan. <laughs> He's like, I don't care about that part of the story. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he tells him that. He's going to go to the Bahamas right away. And Larry's like, I knew it. Jeff hates the Bahamas, so like she's pro- she's planning to go there without him. Mm. Yeah. Or it could be that Susie just doesn't give a fuck what Jeff wants because she'll just decide she likes it. And so therefore he does much like the uh, surprise party. Yeah. Although I wouldn't think that if, if she was pointing to uh, kill Jeff, that she would then like run off to the Bahamas. Like that looks kind of suspicious, especially if he dies in front of everybody that they know. Yeah. yeah like you're like, she, like she's going to be like she needs to play like the grieving widow for a yeah, while. Exactly. Yeah. So let Wally, uh, you know, drive Larry home, drops him off. Um, thanks, Larry, for lunch. And, you know, they make plans to do it again. And he tells Larry he'll be out of town until the 20th. So, you know, when I get back, we'll we'll make plans. And Larry's like, interesting. Would I be able to possibly use your handicap placard while you're gone? And Wally's like, really, like, uh, I don't think that's a good idea at first. But, you know, Larry does this thing and, you know, twists his arm. And eventually he gives in. 
and he uh, he starts like explaining to Larry again, like in, in like nauseating detail, like exactly how it works. And he's like, "See, there's a person. There's a picture of a person in a wheelchair, but that's not me." But <laughs> uh, he like he starts telling him like the like that right, like you tell them this number. He's like, "Yeah, I know. It's the number on the permit. You don't need to tell it to me. I see." Um, but yeah, I mean, Larry says that, but it turns out he wasn't such an expert on how to take care of the handicap uh, placard. Yeah. Um, Although you can't yeah, really blame him for for anything that happened, except leaving the the Nazi dog in the car was probably a bad idea. Yeah, so we uh, shoot back over to Larry's house where uh, he tells Leon all about the news, and Leon celebrates that they won the disability disability lottery. Yeah, and we get this uh, fun montage of them, you know, driving around L.A. He uh, he goes to, first. He goes to Latte Larry's. He parks in the disabled spot. And when Mocha Jane tries to uh, kick him out again, he shows her the card. And as they pull, and, and as they pull up, and she walks out, Leon says, "Is that a Hobbit?" <laughs> <laughs> about poor Mocha Jane. Oh, Mocha Jane. Yeah. Um, a police officer is like first like writing up a ticket, but Larry's like, "Hey, look, I have the, the thing," and she's like, "Oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. Have a nice day." Yeah, that's how that works. Um, then we see them. Uh, we finally cut over to them like right, this like you know arcade like playing games and winning tickets. Because and... of course that's what they could do. If they could... The whole parking thing, by the way, it strikes me as much more like New York City than I mean I don't know LA that well, but I don't think it's like the same concept of parking as like LA is right. As New York um, is. I, I mean, nothing is like New York. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, uh, you know, LA like has like a lot more like lots joy. and stuff. Yeah. To be this endless yeah. joy, like, oh, we must take advantage. Like in New York, you could right, really feel it. like you would do that, actually. Um, well, actually, yeah. you know, no, you really, you just need not that many disabled. Yeah. The, yeah. It's more like you need to be allowed to park in front of hydrants. That would be that would be yes. clutch. Yes. If you yeah, can park in front need, of a You need like a police badge thing. Because there's like at least two on every block, sometimes yes. three. So like, yeah. you, if you have that, that yes. open up that, tons yes. of spots. Then you can literally park anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, that should be a thing. They should give out. You can park at hydrants. No, they do. Block the hydrants. Block, block hydrants. But they do. But yeah, but like, like if you're like part of like the fire department. Yeah, or, or the police, yeah. or just a city official. Like, yeah, but those are things that like they right. give out, and like people with connections get them. Like, it's not an unheard of. Like, right, right. I know people yeah, yeah. had those. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, probably through a financial chicanery. Yeah, Larry tells Leon that when this runs out, he may very well uh, Tanya Harding him, so that way they can get another one of these things. Mm, yeah. All right, back over to Jeff's quickly. Um, Susie asks Jeff where he's going, and he tells her he's going to the driving range. Uh, he then mentions that Holzer invited him for dinner on the twentieth, but Susie's like, "No, you can't go." And uh, Jeff is uh, not not pleased, but uh, he's resigned to his fate. Um, okay, so we head back over to Boris's, the inventor, and Leon and Larry are arriving, and Leon gets out of the car, and Adolf runs up to him and starts growling at him, uh, causing Leon to run away. Larry quickly yells, Heil Hitler, and, and Heil's at him, and of course, Adolf calms down and is now relaxed. And also, the uh, with the tickets that Leon won, he uh, purchased the uh, matzah-scented Starve David car air freshener. <laughs> Which is hanging. Oh, out. right, right. We missed that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that earlier. Then I forgot to go back to it. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, yes. Um, so Boris shows Larry the, uh, you know, the you know, prototype. You know, he's uh, his design and how the charging saucer, you know, allows you to uh, power up when you need to. And he could do it in any color, they, but he know, went with white because white is the best color. 
Yes. Um, finally, the solution to cold coffee. Mm, yes. <laughs> White is the best color. Yeah. Um. Here's my question: How would this product work? Because <laughs> if the the heat is heating, it's not heating the liquid inside. It's heating the bottom of the of the mug itself, which is then warm enough to keep the liquid warm. But like the mug would be like if you've ever like tried to take a mug out of a microwave, for example, if you like put like you know water yeah, in it, it would be very hot. Yeah, yeah, you would need like a rubber handle or something like so. I would like to know how this part of the technology works. But it's not. Explained. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really have this problem because when I like at least what I do when I'm home. So I guess, you know, this is this different like when you get to go to a coffee place. But like I make like a pot of coffee and then like every time like the coffee is like not as hot. I just like if it's like halfway done, I just like top it off to the top. Now it's like hot again. Mm. Yeah, I don't have this problem because I don't like hot drinks. So. Yeah, I've been if, if I get a cup cold, of coffee, I do what I do thing. is I pour it uh, half filled with milk so that it won't be hot anymore, and then I can drink it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Always add more milk. Yes. Yeah. At a certain point, you're not really drinking coffee. Yeah. Oh no, I fully acknowledge that. Yeah. You're drinking. You're drinking coffee flavored milk. Yeah, I like my milk with coffee and cream. It's like it's like it's like chocolate milk just with coffee. Yeah. Um. Or uh, real with uh. What do you do with with coffee? Yes. Yeah, I, I did the exact same thing. And you said, don't get me started. Or don't encourage him, I think, so yeah. I told people. Yeah. Don't encourage him. Yeah. Yes. I said, don't encourage him. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Back over to um, – oh, wait. Sorry. No. I skipped ahead. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Adolf spots the Matza sense. The Matza sense it um, – what are those things called? The, air the, fresheners. You, know, you get them in, like, the air fresheners, right? You get them in the car washes. Um and he growls at the Tower of David and starts biting it up and as a result destroys the uh, the handicap placard, which is now tattered into pieces. Yeah. It was weird how Larry just left him in his car. So he's only himself to blame. Yeah. So we cut back over to Larry's. Wally arrives. He's here to pick up his placard. So Larry and, didn't call uh, Wally or text him or give him a warning. He basically <laughs> shows up in person. Yeah. By the way, so Wally, Wally explains to Larry that. to come and ask for it. Larry doesn't deliver it. <laughs> Right. What is Wally? Um, so Larry, um, he gets a friend. He probably has a lot of friends. Mm. Yeah, because he's a pain in the ass. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so um, Larry explains to him that unfortunately, um, Adolf, the Nazi dog who hates Jews um, and black people, ate the handicap placard, mm. as you know, as one does. Yeah. Wally's heard that one. And. Before. Yeah, while he's like, all right, if you don't like, if you wanted to steal my card, you could have just tried to steal it. Like this is you know a ridiculous excuse. Uh, Larry like, offers to show it to him, and you know I promise I'll buy you a new one. And while he's like, but like you have to go to the DMV and get a new one. Oh, here's where he gives the number. I had it in the wrong place. Uh, Larry's like, just text me the number. It's fine. Um, and while he's like, okay, like fine but like he's like starts going down he's going backwards and he's taking forever and larry's again just like this guy um okay uh golf club and jeff is telling larry that his phone is missing mm. um which is like a very uh, like out of nowhere just like he happens to lose his phone yeah uh, because right? they need this, wallet this is a set, this, I yeah guess that's why so correct this is yeah. a, this is essential to the plot yeah, very, very. Besides, you have to lose his phone. Yes. Um, um, Susie doesn't know where it is either, which, again, I guess, suppose is there to make you think that Larry is like suspicious that like Susie stole his phone or something? But, like, why, why would she steal his phone so that no one could warn him about the heart attack? Um, 
but yeah, you mentioned like Jeff is like completely out of breath. He can't even go up the stairs. And um, Larry asks him how things have been going with Susie lately. And she's like, he's like, you know what? They've been so great. Just like out of nowhere. It's never been better. She's so nice to me. She's even taking me out to Scopa later this week. Um, you know, Susie, no, you're great. This now, is just it, making it's funny, like alarm bells go off. How low his expectations are with Susie. Like the only interaction we've seen of them this episode is he says, Hey, uh, my friend invited me to dinner. We're not going to get the fuck out of here. Like that, that's nice, Susie. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, she's being so nice. Right. Well, she me. didn't call him she, fat. Yeah. She's she's yeah, she hasn't uh, told me that she's you know, controlling me, but she's not being yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, these two really he only called me a fat fuck twice a day. In so many ways. <laughs> yeah. Um so, yeah, so Larry calls up Wally and he's like, all right, you're going to be my point man on this. Uh, this makes sense. He tells Wally, why, like, why doesn't he just get all Leon the people he knows? Because that ties yeah. back. Because that ties, right. No, because he's always, I guess, ties back to him, right? Is that the key here? It needs to be someone that Susie doesn't recognize. Uh, I guess so, yeah. Like, if, if, like, if Leon does it, he'll be like, how did you know? And he'll be like, Larry told me to do it. And then, like, she'll be pissed at Larry. Yeah, I mean, but again, Larry could have found someone else. But he, he, Wally is his man, right? He's the guy. He's the the, the, the guest. Yeah, of the week, so he he's also willing to do it. Shockingly, yeah. So he tells he tells Wally, my friend Jeff is having a party at seven twenty at Scopa. Wait for him outside and tell him that there's going to be a surprise party inside for him so that he doesn't die. <laughs> uh, and Wally's like, but I don't have a jacket. And he's just like, don't worry about it. Just go. <laughs> You're not coming to the party. <laughs> And Larry's, Larry's going to text that. him. He's going to text him a, pi- a picture and all the information. Um, and he's like, okay, do you have my number? He's like, of course I have your number. How would I be calling you if I don't have your number? Um, all right. And uh, to close things out, we're going to head right, over I, to the I, body. I, I have we'll a friend, do this in parts, I guess. I have a friend who every single time he calls, and I mean every single time he calls, he starts the call by saying, hi, Alex, this is blank, blank, blank from blank blank so every single time he calls me he tells me this is first name pause first name last name from the place where we first met each other even though he calls me many many times and also every time he calls on my phone it says his first and last name but right. uh, yeah he does this anyway he knows that he should know about that technology yeah well the first few times i try to tell him and then i just let him lie because uh, that's just how it is yeah yeah fair enough um okay we're gonna we're gonna go uh clip here till the end so feel free to uh you know call for pause mm. as you as you'd like we're at uh jeff surprise party at scopa it's the night of the 20th everybody lots of noise lots of noise hi here you go noise big loud booming noise Laugh. big loud booming noise yeah. that's what you want don't you the louder the better I don't know what you're thinking, but you're yeah. delusional. Leon, so nice to see you. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Leon, there. Be here soon. Lots of noise. Lots fucking of see what you're talking about now. You see it, right? See, oh, fuck yeah, I see it. <laughs> Some shit. But guess what? Mm, it's not gonna happen. I got a guy outside who's gonna tell Jeff it's a surprise. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, what are you doing? Hey, you can't park here. It's handicapped. Sir, I have a walker. I can park here. Where's your placard? Uh, I usually have one. It's just a friend of mine borrowed it. No, no, no. If you don't have one now, you can't park here. Come on. Now. Let's go. Come on. 
Hey, Chris. Hey. How you doing? Hey, hey, how are you doing? Larry. Hey, Larry. Larry, that's right. Jeff's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing tonight? Yeah, we're going to sing some songs. Here. Really? Yeah. Want to sing one with me? Well, I'd probably leave before you get on. I mean, people pay a lot of money to see us. Yeah, I, know. I don't like to stay around too long and stuff like that. I'm not going to be able to look at everybody just looking at you like this and clapping and singing. Yeah, you don't want to. It's going to be disgusting. You no, know? I think it's just respect. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe I'll say that. Well, I'd probably didn't right now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you leaving? Nobody's leaving. Oh, there's nothing. There's got to be something. No parking anytime. Wouldn't Scopa have uh, no valet parking? Let me ask you a question. You're in your car. Think. One of your songs comes on. What do you do? I pull up. <laughs> Every time. Yeah. And, and you listen? Yeah. You sing in the shower? If I have company, I'll sing in the shower. Why would you want to shower with another person? The scents and the aromas and the... Uh, a, it seems like they could ruin a shower. Okay. Must be hard to get temperature consensus in a shower. I mean, depends how you look at it. Oh, uh, yeah? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, hey. I made it. Yeah, you made it. <laughs> I Great. New, uh, I did the new... Yeah, you look terrific. Yeah, this is uh, Chris Martin. Uh -huh. Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> How are you? Chris. Doctor. What's your name? Doctor Andrew Holzer. Holzer. A Andrew. Uh, 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 rusty. Rusty Holzer. Rusty. 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 Yeah. <laughs> you don't, with respect, look like a rusty. <laughs> uh, well, good to see you. Good to see you. Okay, man. All right. Yeah. So, um, you, you miss London? No, no. Mm. I know it's there. I love. Mm. I love the West End. The West End. Uh, yeah. Rusty. Are there no spots? Come on, please! Something! Ah, there's a spot. Yes. <laughs> hey, Before that, though, I was in Oregon, a little residency there, and then about uh, a year in Carson City, and that was a whole different thing. Ready for the... Oh, oh, yeah, sure, but anyway. Do you have a car? Come on, Molly, what the fuck? Hey, Larry. Huh? Larry. Oh, okay. I love the pull-off. Right uh, We've all been there. The problem with the scene is, like, there's no drama for me because it's like, like, we, we don't think Jeff is actually going to die. We don't know. dinner so. oh no we canceled we left you a message get the message you're a liar no I... you are a liar you're a liar oh you're a liar all right we, we got a lot of talk about that
Yeah, of course, I, I not we'll, not the first uh, in the extended NFL universe, right? That was the name of Kramer's horse. Well, so I was going to say, I mean, hold on. Can, can I share the screen? Let me uh, flip it on you here. So this is what I thought was. I thought that was the obvious reference at the end of the episode, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, it could not be a reference and just be like a thing that, that is in Larry David's brain. But specifically, Rust, like, yeah, like, Rusty, Rusty. Like, why else? Why else is the ending? Otherwise, the end of the episode makes no sense. It's not particularly funny or I mean, I don't know. Is Rusty faking it like Larry did with Muggsy Bogues in the bathroom? Is Rusty actually having a heart attack? No. Like, yes. I think so. So Susie scared him into. So Susie did kill somebody, actually, just the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, she didn't know her own strength. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, do we have to discuss uh, Kamsa and Bar Kamsa now? <laughs> we, should, we can. We sure can. Uh, why, why don't you explain this tumultical tale for our listeners who aren't familiar? So there's a story in the Talmud. Um, that I believe this takes place in. Uh, is it in Babylonia? I guess in Babylonia. Well, uh, well, the storytellers are in Babylonia, but the story itself, doesn't it happen in Israel? In the oh, you're world? right. right, right yeah, 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 you're yes. right. You're right. It does take place. Yes. Um, so there was somebody who was having a party and he sent out invitations and he he intended to invite this guy, Kamsa, or even remember, it's one way around, K-A-M-S-A, and accidentally the invitation goes to Bar Kamsa, a different guy who he, who's like his enemy yeah. or like just doesn't even doesn't like whatever. Yeah. Um, so the wrong guy comes to the party and the guy says, what the hell are you doing here? Pulls Wait, a Susie. You have to leave. Yeah, he does exactly what Susie does here. And the guy is like, you know, please like, let me stay. I just like, I don't want to be embarrassed. Like, just like, I'll pay for my meal. Like, it won't, you know, it'll cost you nothing. Just like, don't embarrass me. And the guy's like, no, get the hell out. He's like, I'll pay for half the party. Just like, don't like, out me. Like, it's just, you know, it's, and he's like, no. And he's like, I'll pay for the whole party. And still no. Kicks him out of the party. So the guy is like so mad that like he goes over to like the local authorities, which ends up going to the emperor or whoever. And he says, you know, all these people are bad and, 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 you know, he sells them out. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously this is not, you know, (laughs) I don't have no idea where, where this is supposed to, uh, you know, place into a historical timeline at all. Yeah. I think it's more um, of a parallel than a historically accurate story, but yes. um, Yeah. So this uh, then supposedly led to the destruction of the temple. Yes. Yeah, and Susie is just the lesson like, be lesson being let somebody stay if they offer to pay for the entire party. Yeah, so yeah, so Rusty should have offered to pay. You're saying, and then, uh, but he has the heart attack first. All right, so let's jump right into it. Uh, how do you rate this episode? This episode is a, is a bit silly at times, and you know it does it does stretch the limitations of uh, plausibility, and, and as we've pointed out. But I did just laugh a lot. Um, I just found this episode to be very silly um, in a good way. Um, all the bathroom stuff is great. The Adolf and the Heil stuff is just like I don't know. That stuff just gets me. Um, so I'm gonna say this episode is like better than it is on paper. It's a, it's actually really fun to watch, and I will say it is pretty 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 good. Three and a half. Um, so an above average episode. Very solid. Lots of fun. Mm. All right. So I'm going to be the turn of the punch bowl here. But like um, Fred Armisen's character is very annoying to me. Every time he's on screen, I'm annoyed. Yeah. Um, but he's I supposed said, to be. He's, yeah, he's effective. But I don't want to. Well, it's sort of like a Tesla or um, or Michael McKean's character in Better Call Saul. God, I was so glad when he finally died or whatever happened to him. Because uh, yeah. spoiler, spoiler alert for a Better Call Saul. Um, 
But um, Larry's idea, I said this before, that Susie's party intends to kill Jeff is like, you know, again, it, they they flip sort of the normal thing they do on Curb, where like the character has this preposterous idea that's absurd, but actually happens over only here. It proves that it's it, 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 that doesn't happen. So I guess that's a slight. But I don't know. The inventor thing I said, it's sort of a repeat of what we saw in New York with the wacky inventor. The German Shepherd is, is also a repeat. We've had a racist dog. We've had a German Shepherd dog. Um, <laughs> right. Who, as I said, Larry explicitly said, you know, he likes to show affection to something German because it's not often he gets to. Um, the, the only parts of the episode I really liked were I, I, I really like Mocha Jane, who we got two small moments of. And the ridiculousness of the bathrooms was was absurd but hilarious and then everything leon says in this episode is always so um i have a lot more that i sort of didn't love about this episode than that i did love so for me it's only pretty pretty good so that's two pretties for me i rank it 88 out of 107 so yeah a below average episode Fair enough oh come on be a come with guy and i'm going to uh probably zag when you're zigging also when it comes to the come with gal because my come with gal's mocha jane we, uh, we can we barely see her, but she's the funniest part of the episode to me. I love Mocha Jane. I want her to get her own spinoff show. <laughs> uh, seems very likely. Um, yeah, I'll, I, I will go with Wally. Um, I don't think I, I don't think he was that hilarious, but he does. Um, he is, you know, he is effective in that he's very annoying and very cringeworthy. Um, and he very fully embraces the come with uh, spirit here. That's uh, fair. Going yeah. to the ends of Earth for this guy he just met. Uh, like, and like, you know, if I'm, you know, I'm fully abled and I, um, if I pulled up and they're like, oh, you like, it'll be, it's going to be annoying to park. I just be like, you know what? Fuck this up. I'm going home. Like he really, um, you know, he he's gives, committed. he gives it his all. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's completely fair. So I'll, I'll yeah. give it to Wally. Yeah. You're a fucking asshole. That's what you are. All right. Well, then let me ask you, who's the fucking asshole? Uh, the, fu- the, the fucking asshole is, uh, Dr. Holzer, otherwise known as Rusty. Rusty. Um, for finagling his way into the party um, and being so inept that he uh, manages to be hoisted by his own petard and the uh, heart attack protectee becomes the heart attack. Uh, I don't know. I guess what's the word? I guess, you know, he gets killed by the very thing he was trying to prevent. Very heart attack. He was there to prevent. Um, yes. That's rough that the guy dies and gets called the fucking asshole. To he me, dies like, like a fucking asshole. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, look, like um, a fucking asshole that he is. Yes, the inventor and his dog are actual Nazis. But to me, and I was shocked. I thought for sure you were gonna have her. Also, the fucking asshole is Susie. We just told the cops the bar cops a story. Like, like, not because she wanted to kill Jeff, because obviously that's ridiculous. But like, the way she treats Rusty is so cruel. Like the moment of her of her husband's successful party that has not killed him, <laughs> and she turns and just starts humiliating this poor guy. Like. There's hundreds of people there and you got to don't talk to Chris Martin like he's below that. And even beyond that, she's a selfish prick all episode. I said before, like, I want to have it. and He's going to love it. Like for Susie, Susie always comes first. Um, you know, everything is 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 Susie and no one else really matters. Uh, this is the second time I've given it to Susie, uh, which is surprisingly low. And uh, you've also given it to her twice. Off. So this is uh, the fourth time overall that she's been uh, the fucking asshole, which she is to me in this episode. Yeah, I mean, I will say in Susie's defense, I mean, obviously the way she behaves is not uh, socially acceptable, but like this guy was very explicitly told he's not invited to this party and just showed up. Yeah, okay. And if you're throwing a party and somebody who you didn't want to be there is there, somebody who even told not to come shows up, like you're not going to humiliate them in front of everybody. You'll just complain to your wife later, like what an asshole. Why was he there? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I think I would do more than that. I think I would go tell the guy. Like, if I if someone if someone was like, "Can I come to the party?" and I was like, "No," which obviously means like I really like don't want them there because like yeah. for so that you, to okay, happen, so you maybe a very high standard. Yes, 
Yeah. Although yes. I'm surprised and they, they didn't do that. And then if they, they and then if they offer to pay, and then if they offer to pay for half the party, I would say fine. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it also depends on what the party is like. It, let's say, for right. example, it's it's like one of your. Also depends if like, if they're like okay. a terrorist, then like they can't stop. Okay, sure, but like if if it's if it's some if it's some asshole like you know like a guy who you know and like just can't stand and wants to come and you say you know and he shows up anyways to your daughter's wedding, I feel like you're just gonna like you know complain about it to your wife. I don't think you're gonna go up to him. Like, there's more important things to deal with, right? Yeah. Pro- yeah. Yes. If it was my daughter's wedding, yes. Yeah. If it was a barbecue in my house with three other couples, I'd probably okay, say, sure. Yeah, yeah, that's sort of a different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the uh, the cameos we have in this episode. Would you stop with the Ted dance? <laughs> Who's he? He's somebody. What about me? You're nobody. Why him? Why not me? He's good. You're not. I'm better than him. You're worse. <laughs> much, much worse. We have Rebecca Romaine and Fred Armisen characters. A lot, yeah. Um, Chris Martin, and we talked about this a little bit at the top. I think we agreed. Not as famous as Ted Danson. Yeah, I mean, he's close. He's in the right direction. I think he just sure. falls short, though. And I think, you know, I think Coldplay has a stronger argument than Chris yeah. Martin does. Well, I think part of it, his name is just so indistinct. Like, it's so generic. Chris Martin. Like, he just yeah. like, he doesn't, you know, it doesn't scream celebrity. Well, can I like, give you an example star. of that? Um, when I, I, many moons ago, I don't remember when I did this, on our celebrity cameos tab of sort of like our document for the podcast, I had added every single celebrity over the course of the rest of the series who's going to be in every single episode by looking at like the cast, the full cast of every single episode. And for this episode, I had Fred Armisen and Rebecca Romaine, uh, you know, both playing characters. I didn't even have Chris Martin because as I was scrolling through, the name Chris Martin didn't jump out to me as like, oh, Chris Martin, like the guy from Coldplay. Right. 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 So yeah, that's sort of. A, yep. Yep. Yeah. So I had Adam. Makes sense. Chris Martin. Yeah. All right, so no, yeah, so no Ted Danson Club, no Richard Rich Lewis clubs either, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're all above. Mm. Is it time for the postman? I know, yeah, I know. yeah, let's do it. Postman, postman, come here. Tell the neighborhood what a shanda, Larry, Larry David. you are a lousy Jew, but you're a lousy human being. He screws the wife of a man in a wheelchair. A shanda. Maybe you should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew! We lead off this week with William Blake, who says, Hey, Alex and Av, my name is Will, and I would kill for an amputee friend. Come with guy is Wally. He did some recon and gave Larry the right details about the trip, gave him the handicap placard, and didn't freak out when the Hitler dog ate it. Fucking asshole is Adolf the dog. The spirit of Hitler lives on in that dog. And he gives the episode three and a half pretties out of five. I thought this was a pretty smart episode overall, and I always suspected Susie of trying to kill Jeff at some point, but the ending was off. Oh, so it sounds like he's on your side. He thinks there's actually some kind of risk here, possibly, or that Susie should uh, at least think that there could be some risk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever. Um, Jim Crumley is next, and he says that this episode had a few funny moments, but it suffered for me for being too remembered. The fun of the twist just wasn't there because it was only two years ago that it first aired. Two and a half pretties. Come with guy is Freddy. The inventor hookup was a good idea, even if the follow through was weak. And the mm-hmm. fucking hassle is Boris the inventor. He's reinforcing the bad impression that people have of German shepherds. Adolf, his grandfather's name. What grandfather wants a dog as opposed to a grandchild named after them? Surprise somebody named Adolf. Mm, I guess so. Is that a thing? Is it disrespectful to name a dog after somebody who died in your family? Probably. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a yeah, dog no, person, so I don't know the etiquette. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, okay, we turn next to Zach Brooks, who says that's two episodes this season that end with Larry half-heartedly reacting to someone dying in front of him. Mm. Any invention ideas that you need, just need an inventor, hopefully not a Nazi inventor, to develop for you? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I don't know if I have anything in the hopper at the moment. Um, I've certainly never pursued any inventions. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Have I told you about my idea for um, like the sort of the onesie style men's dress shirts? <laughs> so. so basically the problem with like a, a men's dress shirt and I've tried like the military tuck and everything like nothing works. Like um, when you have a dress shirt, like you lift your arms once or you move in like it pulls up a little bit from what's tucked in and then yes. there's like a blousing effect and it's not like straight and smooth. Yes. And so, right. um, and I've noticed with my children, for example, when I tuck in their shirts, it lasts zero seconds, except when my, but the youngest one, when he's wearing a onesie and then you put pants over the onesie, but from the part, all you see is a shirt that's pulled down. And and it's, 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 and it, there's no, right. Because it has, because it has the tension, it has like tension, exactly like holding it. Yeah. So my so idea taught. was, and, and my wife told me, by the way, they have these for women already, but my idea was essentially men's dress shirts. That have that are that you you do your measurement all the way around essentially so that it'll fit you perfectly so that you'll have like a nice perfectly tucked uh-huh. shirt at all times. Now, of course, people have said to me, "What happens if you're going to have an intimate moment?" And it'd be very awkward to say to the woman, "Hey, let me take my onesie." <laughs> yes. Yes. So in <laughs> it's, my invention, so in my invention, you have four or five snaps buttons on the front of it, buttons on the back of it. And if that's where the date is going, you surreptitiously go to the bathroom, you remove that portion of it, and now it just looks like a regular shirt, and you just stick it in your pocket or whatever. And now it just looks like a regular shirt. Right. Or you can have just like there's like a release button like on the shoulder. So like you well, hit like but, you hit like another button and that like just opens everything up. So that way it's not But apparent. they would still notice like the dangling, like, what's that part of your uh, shirt? Yeah, you could just say something ripped, right? Well, but like, okay, they won't uh, like have to like sure. take op- open up your onesie for you. Yeah, <laughs> and, and also remember, by the time that this is already happening, yeah, things are already headed in the right direction. And hopefully, as these become so popular, there's no longer any shame associated with them. Oh, you want to have a nice like straight shirt that's not wrinkled? Yeah, but on <laughs> right, my baby, it could become like an intimate moment. Uh, we could we unsnap yeah. your onesie. Yeah, time. exactly. Unsnap the bra, unsnap the onesie. Exactly. But like, I always like when I get my son dressed for Shabbat now. My my one and a half year old, I only put him in onesies under his sweater and, and like little dress pants because another shirt gets untucked immediately. But the onesie stays tucked in and looks neat all day. So. Right. Yeah, that's my yeah, thing. you got to be neat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree with you. That's a good. So right, go, if any so Nazi inventors just... want to <laughs> let's get yeah. let's get Boris on the job. Yeah. Um, fucking asshole is Wally. He is so frustratingly slow at everything and he over explains everything. Quite annoying. If Wally moves with any sense of urgency, he would have been able to replace the placard before the party. Honorable asshole to the meter maid giving Larry a ticket when he clearly has a handicap placard. Yeah. Um, right. You should look to see if the person in the handicap spot has a handicap thing. That's yeah, like the first thing you, spend, you should look yeah, for. Exactly. Yeah. Come with guys rusty. He just wants to come along and nearly gave up his life for it. I, I don't know about nearly. I think he may or he may, may have. That's the end of him. Yeah. So still, uh, it'll be a traumatic we, party. I don't think Chris Martin's getting up there to sing after a guy dies in front of him. Yeah, no one likes Rusty. It's fine. So I think Susie's even madder now, like which she deserves. Like she ruined her own party the most by killing the guy. Yeah, there. I'm sure that's not how she sees it. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I mean, she sees Chris, it as Rusty that, ruined the party by showing up. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And really, at the end of the day, Larry David ruined the party. Yeah, by I'm sure involved. she'll eventually find out that Larry was involved. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, she knows Larry was involved. Larry, yeah. Larry, she, Larry was the go between between yeah. her, her and, For and sure. Rusty. Yeah. She knows that Larry told um, him to do the to the pretend that he shouldn't get the message. Yeah, um, and he gives the episode three and a half pretties. Nice to have a return to form episode where the stories all tie back together at the end, and Susie's murder plot was good. And finally, we hear from Olin Allen, who says, "Good to see another star of." My icon's favorite 90s American sitcom turn up in Greg German from Ned and Stacy. Hmm. On a rewatch, Dr. Holzer. Vince Vaughn, yeah, as a new Funkhauser, wasn't as mad and angering as originally. I did bring several good lines. Still think he could have been, he could have just not been a Funkhauser. Yes, there's really no reason for him to be a Funkhauser. Yeah. Um, and he just, he doesn't have Funkhauser vibes at all. He has Vince Vaughn vibes. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only reason why is because of the fact that um, in case he came back, I thought because well, also because Joey is going to factor into the end of the season. So I guess maybe there needs to be Funkhauser in the season for that. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. Final aspect to work. Yeah. So that's that's what I would guess is what happened. That's my guess. Obviously, we don't know. Uh, That's my speculation that I just made up. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, let's call him Funkhauser. It's fine. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So enjoyed Adolf in this. Very easy to train dogs that love the taste of matzah. Good few laps that love Susie and Larry squaring off, but just not a spectacular episode. And he gives the episode three pretties. Does matzah even have a scent, guy. by the way? Yeah, not really. Yeah, it's rather scentless. Um. Susie is the come with gal organizing surprise parties, being great to Jeff and trying to ensure the boring doctor wouldn't turn up. The fucking asshole is Chris Martin. I would definitely leave before he went on. Coldplay were constantly played at my college gym. In fairness, though, my hatred and anger of it did make me intensify my workouts. Very good, Olin. <laughs> Don't, there was a time when people talk about Coldplay as like the next U2. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, they had their moment. They were very big yeah. for yes, they were years, they were so. enormous, but they were they were not you too. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, I don't know how official any of these rankings really are. So the audience score average from the four listeners this week is a three point thirteen. Uh, you gave it a two. Oh, that which is number seventy four overall for the audience. You gave it a two. I gave it a three and a half. That uh, takes it down all the way to number seventy five. Uh, with a 2.88 average. So, um, you know, the audience just above average. We are just you know, over with us in. It goes just below average. Don't blame me. You know, yeah, blame me. That's that's fine. does this every week. Yeah, he lowers the score every week. Don't you hate to be continued on TV? I mean, the whole reason you watch a TV show is because it ends. If I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. <laughs> All right, next week. We will go to the ugly section, which uh, is one of those episodes that you hear the title and you immediately remember, uh, you know, at least that one scene from the show. So, yeah, yeah, I remember that one part of it. The other, the other storyline this season, also of this episode, also uh, very memorable for me as well, at least. Hmm. All right, I don't remember yet, but I mean, I know we'll see Nick Kroll. So Nick Kroll will be in it, and then a uh, another uh, famous uh, NBC sitcom star. Well, oh, Jane Krakowski as well. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should ask her about her uh, if we get her on about her ex-boyfriend, Mike the Pillow guy. Right. He's an interesting character. Um, yeah. He also dated Aaron Sorkin. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that part. 
We can ask yeah, about that's him. That's an also. interesting combo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting combo to have dated. Um, yeah. I think um, Barry Weiss has an interesting combo also because she dated like Kate McKinnon, right? From SNL. Yeah. And she also went on a date with our friend Noam. Um, that's Allegedly. right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. that's uh that's uh yeah that's those are um interesting uh eskimo twins or eskimo brothers what's yeah the term? definitely yeah i, you know, I think listen, i think it needs to be more more involved preferences notwithstanding i would certainly go on a date with kate mckinnon because i think that that would be pretty, 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 pretty good. get a life juice